Hey y'all! Thank you so much for tuning in to another IG Live on the Responsible Homegirl page. If you are listening to the replay, thank you for tuning back into another episode on the Responsible Homegirl podcast. So today we are going to be talking about rebuilding your credit. I get so many questions all the time about rebuilding your credit. How can I do this? How can I do that? But the truth is, y'all, I don't know. I don't know nothing about rebuilding your credit. So what I did was I invited my friends from Supreme Financial and they're going to hop on and they're going to give us all of the credit gems because there's a huge difference between rebuilding credit and building credit. I have never, ever, ever rebuilt my credit. I started off with no credit. So starting off with no credit, even though it's just like having poor credit because nobody can vouch for you. It's different with like how you actually increase your credit score. So I can tell you all day, all night how to build your credit. But as far as rebuilding credit, that is not my ministry at all. So that's exactly what we're going to do tonight. Or that's exactly what we're going to talk about tonight with Supreme. So as soon as they hop on, Des and Devin, I'm going to bring them on the live and we're going to get started. Before we get into today's episode, let me put you on kickoff. You know, I always preach that credit can get you what cash can't. So I want you to listen really closely as I explain how kickoff works and how you can use it to improve your credit score. So when you sign up for kickoff, you pay $2 a month and they are reporting that to the three major credit bureaus. One of the main things that I like is that you automatically get access to a $500 line of credit without them even pulling your credit. So make sure you take advantage of everything that they're offering you. There are no interest, no fees, none of that stuff. So check out kickoff and use my link below. So hey y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in to this live. Um, of course, I have my homeboys with me tonight, Dad, Evan from Financial. And tonight we're going to be talking a whole lot about rebuilding your credit. So like I always tell y'all, so many people, they ask me different questions about building credit, rebuilding your credit, but I have never, ever, ever rebuilt my credit. And y'all in the credit industry, y'all know that there's a difference between building your credit and rebuilding your credit, right or wrong. This is very true. Yeah. So tonight, I just want to have a real conversation um, about rebuilding your credit for one. And I want to kind of get over some myths that people may believe about it. And then the last thing I want to touch on is how having bad credit is actually costing people more than what they think. Okay. So we're going to dive deep into this conversation. Um, just to get started, I want to introduce yourself, tell the people how y'all even came into this industry, why y'all even care about credit for real. Um, I'm Desmond. Uh, so uh, I'm Desmond Haygood, uh, co-owner of Supreme Financial. Um, you want to introduce yourself first, Devin, or you want to? <laughs> Go ahead, bro. All right. So um, basically, this is my partner, Devin Barnes. Um, we came into the industry uh, because, um, one, myself personally, I had bad credit at one point in time. So um, having bad credit, um, had to figure out some things, and I've seen how uh, costly credit repair was. was. Um, and it was an uphill battle to kind of get my stuff straight just because of my current job at the time and just where my scores was at. So I had to do some research on my own to kind of get it done. Um, Devin came to me. In the middle of that time, of starting a business and everything like that, he just came to me 
um, with a business plan, like when we just discussed a business plan together. Um, and then he was on the insurance um, and financial investment side of things. Um, so then once I fixed my own credit, um, I was like, I can help people that was in my similar position at a more affordable cost. Um, and went to Devin and getting pissed at my idea. And we was like, well, we should partner up with both of our sides and just make Supreme um, a financial institution. I love that so much. I love it. I love it. Devin? Devin Barnes, the other co-owner of Supreme. Uh, like Devin said, you know, you take care of the credit side of it. We just started off from some things we didn't know about, you know, family history, you know, just within the industry and within our community, just not knowing a lot about the financial area and from banking to insurance to, you know, investing type things. And uh, we are business majors, both from South Carolina State University. So just a lot of ideas, we always shoot it off to each other. Like, that was when I was like, bro, we definitely in this area, we both had some struggles. Like, we're doing it now. Let's just put it together for ourselves. And we started acting on Juneteenth when Juneteenth became a thing. So that's true. Having it back since then. And the reason why I love y'all brand so much is <clears throat> One, all of us, we are under 30. And I feel like we grow up in these families and these different households where it's not talked about. So we are kind of expected. So, you know, we go to college, get this, get these degrees, and have it all figured out. But it's like, right. hmm, how are we going to know about money if nobody has ever taught us? So right. unfortunately, sometimes we have to fall flat on our face or make mistakes. But it takes people like us making these mistakes and then reaching back and saying, okay, even though you're in your 20s, you still need to be concerned about credit. Even though yep. you still need to be concerned about your financial future and planning and all that type of stuff. So I just want to um, go ahead and get started with rebuilding credit. So first thing, something that really surprised me was when, or I guess sometimes when you pay collections, it may not positively impact your credit score. So can you talk about that? Because I feel like a lot of people, they look at their credit report and be like, oh, I need to pay this. I need to pay that. And my credit score is going to shoot up. Yeah. The, the first thing to understand um, what we teach all of our clients is to first understand that you need to understand the company you're paying. Because a lot of these companies will just call you and say you owe us money. So you need to reach out to that company. A lot of people are scared to even talk to the company. So you need to get a rep on the phone and actually understand where is this debt coming from? And is this number even accurate? Um, and when you figure out that number is accurate, you need, to, you need to ask them one thing. When I pay this collection, will it be deleted from my account? Um, some of them are going to tell you yes. And then some are going to tell you um, what they'll, the word they try to get you with is it will be updated. It will update to reflect payment. When you hear that, that's not deleted. It's, it's, that's, not, that's not deletion. That is updated to pay, show payment. So um, a bad collection will stay on your report. Um, from seven years of the last date of activity. So, um, for instance, if you had something in um, 2022 this year and it was a collection, it wouldn't come off your credit to 2029. So if you decided to pay that this year and they tell you it's going to update, the balance is now just going to show zero, but it still will stay on your, your account until 2029. So you need to ask them, will it be deleted upon payment? Um, and sometimes they'll tell you, well, we work out deletions or they'll cut you a deal. Because what they try to do is they'll try to cut us a deal. So you might owe $500 and they'll tell you, well, you could pay $200 and it'll update to say zero. But that's still on your credit report for seven years. So it still affects you negatively the same as if, if you never paid it. So that is, that's, that's a great question. Um, I hope I gave a decent answer on that. Yeah, that's really good. So the first thing that kind of stood out to me was like, 
you need to talk to a representative. Do you recommend that people call themselves? Like, in y'all past experience, do clients really, like, I don't want to say have the capabilities, or do you have to know extra stuff to pick up the phone and call them? No, nah, because it's a simple conversation. Um, initially, initially, it's a simple conversation. Um, you just don't, in a sense, you want to play dumb. You just want to say, hey, what is this? Who do I owe? How did it become your account? Like, you just want to ask those simple questions. You don't want to, you don't have to act like you're someone else. You don't have to act afraid. They're human. They, they're required by law to give you information because they're saying you owe them a bill. Um, right. And they will try to invoke the law to get that payment out of you. So you need to, hey, my name is Desmond Haygood. Where is this from? They, need to, they, they have to give you X, uh, A to Z. They should be able to tell you when it happened, who they got it from, and how much they're trying to get out of it now. Um, so, yeah, you, uh, the normal person can handle that conversation. Now, if it's a tricky person and they're being stubborn or they're using tricky language that you don't understand, that's when you need to reach out to a professional. Um, or you can call us from the start and we can handle all of that for you. <laughs> so another question, just to follow up from that, when you call and they say like, oh, your account will be updated, this free, mm -hmm. if you don't pay it, then what? That's tricky. So um, in general... A collection account will hurt you the most but, uh, within the first 24 months, so the first two years of being on your account. Um, that's when, when it initially comes on, your score can drop anyway, anywhere from 10 to 60. I didn't see people scores drop 80 points wow. just off of one collection. Yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's dependent upon how, uh, how each credit bureau um, takes, how serious it takes this collection account. So, but it's the thing of, month period so in year three it shouldn't hurt you as much because it's already had the effect of it so if you call them in year three and you refuse to pay them um it's going to fall off your account in seven years and if you do pay them it's still going to fall off your account in seven years it's still going to hurt you the same it's a collection account so when you go get that car or that house they and also yeah that's the other part you if you're trying to get something so if you're trying to get a house or a car the creditor may see that as a bad as an outstanding balance. So you need to understand that. Like, hey, this account I have, I do have a collection. How do you guys view this? It may be hurting you because it has a balance on that. Some people would tell you, pay it off and it shows better on you going back and pay that debt. So you need to kind of understand those things. And working with us will help you, or working with any professional, it's not just us. Anybody that does their job, they will let you know, like, these are the steps you need to take. Just because you pay it um, doesn't mean it's going to help you or hurt you. You just need to understand what you're dealing with. Right. So, with rebuilding credit, what's like something I'll see that really hurt people, that really keep them down from getting, like, I would say the things that they want to get, that they need credit for? Uh, the first thing is uh, all, what all three of us, uh, probably, well, you don't have them, but me and Devin, student loans. Like, that's the first thing. Student loans are, like, um, we don't take care of those in the time period that we're supposed to upon graduating or finishing school. Um, uh, oh. As... As most of us that know, we have six months from your last class or from graduation mm -hmm. um, to uh, set up a payment plan or start paying on your student loans. Um, what we see is a lot of people will go, don't contact their student loan provider, and that's negatively affecting your credit score every month um, from that period. So that's a big thing, especially in our community. We don't understand how to take care of the student loans. So it's not good to ignore these people. No, you need to take care of that. <laughs> Gotta yeah, talk no. to Sally Mae. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you have to, that should be your first call. Like, and it's not even graduating. If you decide, if you take a semester off, like, let's say you say I'm taking a semester off, like, um, in that six month period, you need to contact them and let them know, hey, I'm either taking it off or, and, and they're very lenient upon working with you on um, an income-based payment plan. Like some payment plans are five to $10, just that small, but right. that gives you a positive credit history. Like we don't understand, we duck the calls and we're not trying to give them a thousand dollars a month, of course, but you need to have some type of relationship with them. So um, it's not negatively impacting your credit. I'm so happy you brought that up because I feel like a lot of, people in our community they don't do anything with their student loans because they don't even know that that's an option so no. for anybody listening right now who just got their student loans doing whatever can you kind of give them like some one two three steps like i want you to actually break it down like what can they do today to take care of that um the first one is to contact your student loan provider so um if you filled out student loans you should be able to go to um the student loan website it's not uh, coming to me right now, but just Google um, wherever you did your uh, FAFSA, uh, your FAFSA. You can Google that website, go there, and it will it will break down to you how many loans you have and who you owe. The contact number for each. So you Federal. just will call out to them, huh? Federal and private. Yes, it will tell you that information. Like these, I'm not sure about private. I haven't dealt with private, but I know federal. That is how oh. you find it. Private is different because it might be a bank or whoever it is loaning to you. Um, but if you do have a private, reach out to your bank or that person, whoever you got it through. But federal, you go to the website. It will tell you um, exactly who your loan is with. Contact them. You have six months um, between the time. Even if you already missed that time period, contact them and just let them know, hey, I have a student loan with you guys. Um, I'm trying to set up a payment plan. I mean, I'm telling you, I have some clients that right now are paying, especially since uh, COVID hit, people were paying $0. And they've been getting positive impacts on their credit just having that payment plan set up. Um, so that is the biggest thing. Like, uh, so that's the, that's the second step. Contact them. And if you want to do an income payment, uh, in income driven payment plan, they will simply send you a letter. Um, you have to fill out what are your expenses, um, each month, um, what is your income each month? And just based on that, they will give you a payment plan on that number. Um, and sometimes you make and tell them, Hey, that's a little bit too pricey. Mm -hmm. I can't afford that just based on X, Y, Z. And they will bring that payment down sometimes. So. <laughs> Um, that is the biggest thing. Just reach out, have a conversation the same way we talked about having a conversation with the collection agency. Just we're grown, you know, like we're all um, we have to have those conversations as, as grownups. The first thing you told yeah. them, I think it's studentloan.gov or something like that, or federal student yeah. aid. Just Google that, then yes. contact the loan provider and then tell them that you want an income based driven repayment plan. Yes. Okay, and then you have to fill out your income, expenses, all of that other stuff, and then they'll give you a payment plan based on that information. Yep, it's myfedloan.org. That's the website. So it should be able to tell you. Um, you should already have an uh, account if you uh, apply for student loans. Go there, fill it out, and that should get you where you need to go as far as the student loans are. And then after people actually take action and address their student loans, have y'all seen how it, I don't want to say instantly, but over time, getting that payment plan, that helps raise that credit score? Oh, yeah. So I had a uh, client that was in default of their student loan since 2016. Um, no lie. I have, like, they, they hadn't paid a student loan since 2016. Mm -hmm. But they were trying to get a house. They called me at the beginning of 2020. Um, and we tried our methods. Like, I didn't lie to them. I said, hey, I can't guarantee you that we'll be able to get these deleted because we, we are able to get them deleted sometimes. But... 
the trick with student loans are they're federal loans. So they're going to come back, even if they're deleted, like you owe those loans, like you can't get rid of those. So, um, so I tried some methods for the person. I'm like, Hey, just be patient with it. It's at the beginning of 2020. Um, they were spending money with us. I think we tried for like five or six months to get them deleted. And I told them, I said, Hey, the best thing I feel for you to do is to set up a payment plan. Like, honestly, I said, you're in default. So to get out of default, you have to make nine consecutive payments. And on the 10 payment, you come out of default and they allow you to set up a payment plan. The great thing for this client was um, it was COVID. So their nine consecutive payments were all $0 payments. Um, wow. And even when they did their payment plan, it was only $10 a month that they had to pay. Mm-hmm. So on that ninth payment, I promise you, this person had like a 583 credit score. Like, um, they just finished up their payment plan this July. So July 2022. So it took some time. You have to be patient with things like this. Like they didn't pay a loan for four years, you know? So, um, and upon this year right now, I can, I'll, I will send you the screenshot so you can verify this. They have around a 740 credit score. Like two years. Just taking care of their, like taking care of their student loans. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we get them, we got them on a strict, um, credit plan and helped them out. And in two years, they went from out of 583 to around a 740. So wow. um, it works. Like you have to take care of these people. Um, and they haven't paid a dime. <laughs> right. And for y'all listening, I want y'all to understand like having a 740 is a huge deal. That's just like having an like 800 credit score. Yes. Yes. And one thing that I want you to point out again, you have to be patient. You went four or five <laughs> years without paying people. <laughs> Y'all, y'all are not going to raise y'all credit score overnight. No, it's not overnight. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not now, we, we're, honest with, we're honest with our clients. Like, we don't try to sell dreams. If it's something that you have on there um, and we can get it off, like, I'm very honest with our clients on, hey, um, this is the plan I see for you. But with student loans, it's so finicky. I would never lie to anyone about student loans. We're not the student loan doctors. Like, we have to abide by the laws because I don't want us to be able to get it deleted. And then you come back to us and say, it's back on my credit report. You know, we don't want to lie to you in that, in that sense, you know. Um, and even if you try to go get a home, it may be deleted on the regular reports you get, but it might still be there in the background, you know. Um, it just depends on who you go through for your home loan. So these are all things, like, we're not trying to finesse people. And that was another thing, reason why we started business, because we've seen a lot of mistruths and inaccuracies and things people were telling our community. Um, so we wanted to come in and kind of, give people the truth and uh, the honesty about how things work financially and credit-wise. Right. And to, to be honest with y'all, like, even in my head, it don't seem right, like, I got debt and my debt is being deleted. Like, how can I just <laughs> get rid of debt? Yeah, it's certain things, so... Um, Explain that to me. So, there's certain things with it. So in some, in certain cases, that's why I say you need to know the difference between your loans because, for instance, like a medical collection, those are some of the highest collections. And um, they're trying to pass a law now to where medical collections no longer um, affect your credit as much. But with a medical collection, like let's say me, uh, Devin, and uh, Key, Key, we all started a, uh, a debt collection company. We call it the Responsible Debt Collection Company. Um, <laughs> we can literally call hospitals and pay for people's debt. Wow. Right. So, and in that we would have to, we would be required to get certain paperwork. So how the credit, the credit act holds you, holds the, will hold our company responsible for going about certain laws. So we need to have the paperwork. Um, we need to have the right information and we need to have the right amount. 
if anything is off in that, it's technically um, what's the words they use? It's technically um, inaccurate and uh, untruthful information. So it should be deleted because that is not information. And so now the hospital has gotten rid of the legal actual bill. The, the people I owe has already cleared the books of my debt. Yeah. It's this third party that now has it. And they're the one that's holding me accountable now. But if they didn't go through the right steps, A to Z, to have that information, it should be deleted. So that's how a debt could actually be deleted because the, the people who now own the debt didn't go through the proper procedures of having it. So um, who be responsible for checking that stuff? Is that y'all job? Who, Supreme? <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't know. Like you, you saying who's responsible for checking if the information is accurate? Yeah. Yeah, that would be supreme. So that's how that's how that's how a credit company would uh, work is okay. we would make sure that they have the right documents on you. So like just because they're calling uh, Kiani and they have your right name, they have your right date of birth, who's to say they got that information legally? Like Devin could have called and had some inside information and just knew you was at the hospital on that day. He knew your birthday. And he's like, well, you owe us six hundred dollars. That's your right bill. But does Devin have those documents to say, Kiani, you owe Devin? You might owe the hospital, but do you owe Devin? You know, so it's all of that kind of goes in the thing. So, yeah. That is very, very, very interesting. And it's giving scam a little bit. <laughs> oh, like, yes. A regular company can literally just go to a hospital and pay debt and, like, that's crazy. Yeah, they, they build relationships at this point. So what you would normally see, we see about the same seven to ten collection agencies collecting a major part because they have the proper relationships. Mm. Um, so you you might have a medical um a hospital that only sells their debt to this one collection company because they have a great relationship and they're good at closing. You know, they just have a relationship with them. Um, so you will see that a lot. Um, and then they might, uh, and it's, it's about who can pay the most too. So a lot of these collection companies are buying your debts for 50, 50 to 75% of what it actually is. So if it's a, wow. if you owe the hospital $700, the hospital is trying to write your debt off. So the hospital is trying to get paid for it twice. So they already they already wrote that thousand dollars off. Now this collection company says and says I have another five hundred dollars for De uh, Desmond's debt, and so now the hospital has made fifteen hundred dollars on Desmond on a thousand dollar balance. So now the collection company is calling you, asking, telling you you owe them a thousand dollars, but when you offer them six hundred, they take it because that's a hundred dollar profit for them. Wow! So it's that's the entire that's the entire game. Mm -hmm. And then like people who's listening right now who want to rebuild their who want to rebuild their credit their issue comes in once the medical bill gets the collection and it's been in collections you would say less than two years that's negative impacting them yeah um so the thing with medical collections generally most collections come on your report between one to six uh, around five to six months um of uh of you having the debt but okay. with hospitals, their turnover is so high, they like to get things out of their system. So they send you to collections the fastest. They send you around three months. So around three cycles, three billing cycles, yeah. Once they contact you three times and you, are, you fail to reply, you go to collections. Mm -hmm. uh, so in that first initial period, like that's going to be the highest hit on your credit score. Um, like I said, somewhere between 10 to 60, 70, 80 points. And then every month from then, it's going to be like two points here, three points there. But you know, the brunt of it is already done. Um, but now when you go get that car, instead of having a 700, you have a, you have a 620. And we all know that's the difference between a 3% interest rate and a 10% interest rate. And right. 
we know the difference in money that makes over a five to six year period. So yeah, that initial time period and then the two the two years afterward, um, because your credit report is kind of like uh kind of goes, it shows what you've been up to lately. Um and some somebody would be like, Well, yeah, Desmond has this collection from two thousand sixteen. That's six years ago. He could have been done a lot better in that time period. You know, they hold you responsible for those first two years, but you could have changed the person. You could have had a better job. You could be actually building something now in 2022 as opposed to 2016. So that's why those first initial 24 months are probably the toughest. Gotcha. Okay, so I want to talk about one last then I want to segue into like financial planning and just preparing for the future. And I'm pretty sure both of y'all can touch on um, what I'm about to segue into now. The cost of having bad or poor credit. <sighs> that because I know for a fact I've heard it out of people's mouths like I don't need credit I got cash but <laughs> when they need credit yeah. not only is it kind of difficult for them to get the things that they want but they're taxed at a way higher rate than let's just say somebody with good or great credit so can we just talk about that for a little minute yeah um I can touch on that Debbie you want to touch on anything or yeah go ahead we can I'll tell you okay. um just a personal story. Like I was denied for apartment one time because of my, where my credit was at. Like, and, um, and then another time where my credit was at, uh, I had to pay a higher deposit because mm -hmm. of it, you know? So that's the things people don't think about. Yeah. You have cash, but now you have to pay first and last month rent to get into apartment that you can afford, but your credit score is not up to par. Right. Um, and then as we talked about with interest rates, if you can get something on a two to 3% interest rate, that is great. Especially, on a big loan, like a home, um, if you have a $2,000 home on a 1% to 2% interest rate, that's a big difference between having a $2,000 loan on a 7 or 10% interest rate. Like that, we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars over the, you know, 30 years of a loan like that. Even on your car, you will have people driving nice cars, but they're paying 15 to 20% on that car. Like, um, that, that is crazy. That is mind boggling. Um, when you think about the numbers that you have to pay in interest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, like credit can cost you more money. Like it doesn't seem you have the cash. Yes. But the rich stay rich because they keep their cash. They don't, the wealthy stay wealthy because they keep their cash. They don't just dish out money because they have it. Like that's not how you build generational wealth. That's not how you stay at a certain level. Um, if you're paying, if you're overpaying for anything, that's too much. Um, truly. And I'm so, happy yeah. that overpaying it's overpaying because you may not see it right then and there, but best believe you're going to see it over time. A car that may cost you 10 grand, you got a 10% <laughs> over that five year period, you may be paying double for that car. Yes, 20 to 25. And how compound interest works is as the higher the balance. There's so many, so many ways we can go. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, uh, like most people don't understand how their car loan works. It's like um, like your car loan, your interest rate based upon the loan balance at that month. Mm -hmm. So when the loan balance is $10,000, the interest rate goes against that, you know? So that's why they try to tell you to pay, uh, towards the principal as much as you can, because as long as that, that balance is high, like your, your interest rate is hitting it, whatever that number is. So, um, it's so many ways we can go with that. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop before I start rambling. But uh, that's a rabbit yeah. hole. That's a rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. a true rabbit hole. Uh. 
So now, y'all, let's segue into financial planning, something that I feel is super-duper-duper important because, like we said earlier, especially within the Black community, these are conversations that I would say they're being had more, but in the past, they weren't really. When we talk about investing for our future, when we talk about preparing for, like, when we leave this world, these really aren't topics that are hot topics. Like, these things don't pop up in our in our face, unfortunately, until something bad happens. So, Devin, can you touch on, like, in your line of work, like, what should people our age be doing right now to set themselves up for the future? Um, I'll say the biggest thing is, you know, we got to get away from the, the idea of you can't count people's pockets or, you know, stop worrying about what other people's money is. You know, that conversation, you know, you never know talking to a coworker or a colleague or a friend of uh, what they've done or what their parents done. Maybe at their first year, that job, that could set you up a better time. You know, we like to think about, I don't want to retire at age 56 or 60, you know, like, because we don't retire at age 35. But, you know, just start early, you know. <laughs> you got to start early, man. From retirement standpoint, you know, from every job you get, you should at least do the bare minimum to the retirement plan to, you know, at least a, some type of insurance outside of work. You know, if you did get fired, you don't have any insurance. You know? And that's what piggybacks to people want to think about money now because, you know, we all had to do, GoFundMe or some type of aspect of selling or raising funds for someone who we thought had cash, you know, because right. at the end of the day, if it is cash, if you do got $50,000 in your bank account, if you die there tomorrow, your family cannot access that, you know, if they don't have a beneficiary on your bank account, they can access that for maybe months down the road when you need to be buried within a week. So, you know, life insurance, you know, put a beneficiary on all your accounts, those small things, buy that loan on top of retirement plan with your job takes care of that basic connotation that we don't take care of when we start a job. Right. One good thing, oh, it was so many good things, but one thing I want to pull from it, the first thing is having or taking the time to invest in your employer's retirement plan. I know all of us listening, my community is still <laughs> young adults. I know y'all want all y'all money on y'all check, but if your employer offers you a 401k and even further, a company match, you should consider contributing to that 401k because just like they were talking about compound interest with debt, there's a such thing as compound interest with investing. So the earlier you start, the better you start. And not only that, you're getting quote-unquote free money when um, your company actually matches whatever it is that you're contributing as well. Yeah, that's crazy because um, like how you got like, how I talk about credit, like listening to Devin talk about the insurance aspect thing. Like he's educated me on a lot. And like, just from you guys, what you guys just said, like having those conversations, like before we were in these realms, me and Devin weren't having these conversations, but it's like, now I have a personal finance guy, which also is my business partner, but he educates me on a lot of these things. And so these conversations are definitely important. Like, um, so what you guys are doing in that realm is unbelievable for sure. Yeah. And then Devin can also touch on, life insurance especially with i'm gonna take 20 somethings because that's really my target my target group um and the importance of having life insurance and how it's not even as expensive as people may think yeah life insurance is a for some reason there are a lot of different reasons why the life insurance conversation is tough in our community you know from having an insurance policy that our grandparents had back in the old days that it wasn't what they thought it was so right. maybe when their grandparent passed away at that age, the policy didn't exist or it wasn't enough money that they thought of it. 
or understanding, giving to a deeper concept, or maybe they wanted to take a loan out of it. You know, there's a lot of different ways to structure life insurance policies, but at a bare minimum, I believe that people should have some type of life insurance coverage outside of work. I am a firm believer in having a permanent coverage, whether it's, you know, investing in the market or if it's just strictly just a permanent coverage. But as far as age-wise, the cheaper you are today is the cheapest that life insurance is going to be. The older you get, the more expensive it gets. You know, it can be whatever your vice is. If it's going out and hanging out, that's hanging out once a month, and that's paid for for the rest of the month for your life insurance policy. If you can go do whatever, if you pay car insurance, you know, you should be just that important to have life insurance on your life, you know. Not about you, for your family. If you feel like it's not about your family, you want to care about yourself, there's some things that you can benefit from your life insurance policy while you're still living as well, you know. But if you, you know, your, your insurance, your money, your car is insured, uh, you don't believe in life insurance. I'm telling you that your job has insurance on you, so do it for yourself and take your family as well. Right. It's, it's definitely. People need to understand that you don't buy life insurance with money. You buy yeah. life insurance with your health and your age. So just imagine you get into a point or a place in your life where you want life insurance, but you're denied because you're not healthy enough for it. So that's another reason why it's so important that we take advantage of how young we are right now. We're not getting no help. I mean, well, we can get healthier, but we're not getting younger for sure. Younger, yeah. <laughs> we're not getting. <laughs> so it's definitely important to take advantage um, of that. So thank you for sharing. And I even tied all into bowls. Like, you know, our biggest thing now is investing. I love investing. I care more about investing than sometimes I get with insurance. But as planning in the planning spectrum, insurance is in the conversation, regardless if you talk to me about wanting to invest $50,000, you want to talk to me about your time plan, I'm going to bring up insurance. You know, it should tie into what you're investing today, your retirement plan, your estate planning, to your credit. Like, if we talk about anything you want to invest, we're going to talk about insurance. You say, hey, Devin. I appreciate it. I don't want to care. I don't want to talk about insurance. I'm going to make you sign a waiver. Like, okay, cool. And I talk about this. When your family come to me and say, he got his money invested, but it's locked up into this account that we can't access, but he died yesterday. <laughs> you know, what's going on? I said, he signed the paper. He didn't want to talk about life insurance. It's really, it's really important, man. Uh, and we shouldn't be asked selfish like that. Take care of your family, man. Yeah. That's generation will. And you can do it a lot of different ways, but the, the tax free, the easiest way to pass down money to your kids and your kids' kids is life insurance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And can we touch on a little bit of investing and how you can help people invest or even if they're not at a place where you can help them professionally, what can they be doing right now to prepare? Um, so investing is a very broad <laughs> word. You know, it, investing can be into a stock, into a bond, you know, options. Um, I really investing could be just to your, your savings plan. You know, you, if you're saving up for a car, you're saving up for a house, that's investing. You're investing yourself, right? So right. you put into a plan. You have to budget. You know, we, you and I are very big on budgeting. Like you have to budget for things. So put into your budget, all right? I want to start investing into what, if you're going to use cash app or, or those nations. You got to start with a plan. What can you do comfortably? Is it $50, $100? You got to call for your balls. So maybe you want to get to $100 a month, start with 10 You know, do a savings plan, but it's that's still considered investing. There's a lot of different things out there that you can get bought into. But of course, savings for yourself or a savings plan, and then your retirement plan are the first things to invest in. Yeah. Want to get a little bit, get a little bit of that. You shouldn't invest before you have a retirement plan anyway. So, but it gets very, very deep. But I say your retirement plan and just start saving first before you start investing to the market because the market is going to go up and down. And if you can't stomach it, you're going to get hit hard. So. 
And like, I know even me, I'm guilty of this. Like I'm wanting to focus on the big thing without really understanding the basics and the basic is budgeting. Like literally understanding what you have coming in versus what you have leaving out. Just managing your money for real. Because there's no need for you to put money into the stock market or put money someplace else when you barely making it. Right. Barely making it. So I'm just being real. Like when you start actually managing your money, then you can pay your bills on time. Your bills won't be going to collections. You can pay your credit card debt down. You can pay off the balance every month and you're not getting charged interest for that credit card debt or having a balance in your credit card. So all of these different things that we're talking about, it goes back to budgeting. Yeah. I'm not speaking from yeah. a judgment. I low, low, low before. I know how to talk about these things because I've been there before. So right. if I could give any advice, it would really just be, you know, start managing your money. You got to take responsibility for your personal finances. Getting to that, uh, the biggest thing with budgeting and investing, you got to have a purpose. Give your give your money a purpose down to the penny. If you know yep. you're going to, you got to pay a bill, give that, change the bank account from checking to Bank of America to, to build account, you know, give it a purpose, give it a description. Uh, you get real strategic with putting a description of things, you can be real specific and move for that purpose. Now, if you want to invest, okay, this is my investment fund. Okay, this is my, all right, maybe I don't, I don't believe in emergency savings, but okay, this is my money to invest in. And if my boss tell me something that I don't want to do, well, hey, this is what I'm going to use to give you that job, you know? Exactly. You got you know, to have a purpose. <laughs> Right. You gotta be that specific, man. You know, if you have advice and you like to go out with friends, budget it. Say, okay, this Facts. is for me to have open bar or open tab for my friends on next Saturday. You gotta be that specific. Exactly. Your purpose. So, uh, we're gonna spend our last 10 minutes with some questions. If anybody has any questions about anything that we talked about tonight, whether that's rebuilding your credit, planning for the future, budgeting, just anything please drop them in the comments below so we can answer one thing that me and dad always do when we start off a conversation is starting by saying we really got into business and we did everything the right way by being certified you don't have to be certified a lot with credit but we were very we want to be real specific but having the proper certifications uh, it might have delayed the process a bit for us in some areas but you know, going to professional, being professional, have a license, being able to tell, hey, I'm certified to do this. I am certified to do this. I train for this. I study for this. You know, just give people that sense of certification. You know, it's different when, you know, you can go to your cousins when they take care of your stuff. But when it's a professional you're talking to, and I'm actually here alive for this, I'm going to work a little hard for you, right? And I'm I'm here for that. So go to a professional. Maybe it's not us, but go to a professional. Look, look up people, Google people that you never know. Huh? <laughs> Back to yeah. that conversation we have about something being not what they appear. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm big on that. Like like you said, we're big on, like, it, it doesn't have to be supreme. Like, go find you somebody that you can actually trust and, like, that has a backing. Like, everybody, uh, somebody just got a great question. But um, everybody is not, we got a lot of people giving information. There's a lot of false information out here. So you have to be careful, like, who you're following and exactly what they're saying. Um, you don't want to go down the wrong road with somebody and find out that they're misleading you. Um, so... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm big on what on what Devin said just now for sure. Do your research anyway. I could be wrong yes. a lot. But do your research. If I tell you something, yeah. And as, and as you go through these stuff, yeah, like as you go through these things, as you're with us, our dream, our hope is to, especially when it comes to rebuilding credit. I don't like, I don't 
financially it benefits us that we see people coming back to us like as far as the same person but we don't like to see that because we want you to learn from those past mistakes and to right. go and live your life like you we don't want you coming back to supreme like send us a friend that has a, a family member but we don't want you coming back just because um you have to learn some things throughout that process also educate yourself as you spend money on these things um, yep. that, that's one thing to get a thing but can you maintain that credit score right right so we do have a question. Where to start with building your credit? Only have a loan on a car through your bank. Um, it's a few things you can do. Um, it just depends on how comfortable you are. Um, the easiest way to build credit, um, and we don't hear this from a lot in our community a lot, um, is a credit card. Like it's plain and simple. Like that's the easiest thing to do because, um, in a lot of cases, if you have a decent credit score, so if you have anything over a six forty credit score, FICO. Um, you don't, you, what you probably would not have to put any money down on a credit card. Um, and right then and there, um, you could start building your credit with a credit card and you don't have to spend any money off that credit card. You just have to take care of it properly. Um, if you have a, um, and the trick with a credit card is a credit card is literally supposed to be for emergencies. Like it's not your bank account and it's not your day to day fund. So, um, the mistake a lot of people make is they'll get a $500 credit card and they will spend the limit on that credit card thinking they have that money to spend. But no, you should only spend on that credit card uh, in a case of emergencies. Um, use it for your snack fund or whatever. Try to stay under 10% of spending on that credit card when you first get it and you will see the benefits month after month on that credit card. Um, always pay it on time. Put it on auto pay. Don't try to think you can figure out the system. Just put it on auto pay. Um, pay your balance down to zero every month. And I'm telling you, you will see the benefits of, of that. Um, another thing um, is self-credit builder. Um, you can Google that. Um, it works like a credit card, um, but you uh, but it reports you don't it's not a physical card. Um, so what you can do is I would tell most people to set up a 24 month plan with self. Um, the payments will be twenty five dollars a month. Um, you pay it every month and they will report you positively to the credit bureaus for 24 months. Um, and at the end of that 24 months, you get back uh, a large chunk of the money you invested in that. I think it's like $500 or like $535 or something. Um, and that's a great, that's a great um, build, uh, build up. And KU was advertising uh, a great one the other day. I'm not, I'm familiar with it, but I don't have the insight. Uh, is it kickoff? Kickoff, yeah. Yes, so kickoff is another one. Kickoff, kickoff is $2 a month. And it doesn't have um, interest or fees. Unlike self, I've heard great things about self as well, but self does have like interest and fees. You don't get every dime in your back. Yeah, you don't get every dime, no. Yeah, as the um, payment plan is over. So I would definitely recommend that you do your research. I back kickoff because I did the research, open my own account, all of that right. different stuff. So my bio and create my own account. Yeah, definitely. Kickoff is um another good one. Um, Like she said, um, with self, um, you will probably invest over the 24-month period if you have a $25 plan. You're going to invest around $600 into it, um, and you're going to get around, like, $530. So, you know, that's a $70 loss on the back end. Like he said, with kickoff is, I'm assuming you get all of everything you invest back back eventually, right? So, yeah, that's dope. So, it's a it really a pick-your-poison type of thing. So, yeah, that's that's dope. That was a right. question, though, because yeah. that was me in the beginning. I only had a car loan, got a credit card, credit score went through. Yeah. 
Let me put you on kickoff. You know I always preach that credit can get you what cash can't. So I want you to listen really closely as I explain how kickoff works and how you can use it to improve your credit score. So when you sign up for kickoff, you pay $2 a month and they are reporting that to the three major credit bureaus. One of the main things that I like is that you automatically get access to a $500 line of credit without them even pulling your credit. So make sure you take advantage of everything that they're offering you. There are no interest, no fees, none of that stuff. So check out kickoff and use my link below. Car loans are terrible to me personally. Car loans are terrible for building your credit um, because um, you have what you, I, I don't like this. I don't, to me, I got to say to me personally, yeah. um, because um, uh, what you find is uh, their installment loans. Um, and then it's escaping me right now. Installment and uh, revolving. revolving, right. Um, installment loans is not necessarily the best for building because it's a set price on there. Revolving shows how responsible you are with the credit. Um, you usually have a spending up there. Installment would be our car loan. Um, that's a big one. Revolving is more like in the credit card lane type thing. So um, that's – and be careful with these store cards, too. We are terrible with store cards. <laughs> I don't even recommend store cards, honestly. No, I don't. I don't. I don't like, I don't, I don't. you can only spend it. You're limited to spend it at that store. Like At that store. Something else that you can spend everywhere. Yes. Get cash yes. back boards, points, all of that different stuff. Like, don't let stuff. But it's so bad, we don't even understand. A lot, a lot of times, like, my first store card, I didn't understand was a store card. I didn't even know it was a credit card. I just thought it, it was. Free. Yeah, yeah, I just thought I could chill, chill. Don't, don't take <laughs> I was but, um, though, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did the same thing. I thought it was a free card, and it ended up being um, and it was a credit card. You know, I was 18 years old with a credit card, and I didn't even know it was a credit card. So, we have to be careful with these uh, with these credit cards for sure. So the next question we have: How do you acquire a mortgage loan that includes your down payment if you don't have any cash and your credit is good? Um, I'm not a I'm not a mortgage. Um, I would say seek out a mortgage uh, expert, and the same way you would interview people for a job, or um, because it's different programs that we are unaware of. And a lot of these mortgage people understand these things. So anytime we have somebody looking for a home, we send them to a mortgage uh, loan officer. And you interview these different people. Like, you don't have to give them your bank information. You don't have to give them your Social Security. You just tell them what you want, and you'll see who will give you the best options and the best things. And then just go from there. So just do the research. Um, every I think all of us may know someone who already bought a home. Yeah. So just speak to them. And we all know a realtor, a realtor or two. So. Right. Speak to those different realtors and be like, who do you think have the best deals? It's a lot of loans that we uh, are un, um, unaware of that we can take advantage of. So I would say reach out to a, a mortgage, a, a, loan, a loan officer. And volunteer, if you don't have any that comes to mind, just follow me on IG, DM me, and I'll connect you with my mom. She has a whole list of preferred lenders. So That's the plug right there. Right. Um, DM me. What's the difference between a secured card um, I guess you said a secured credit card and an unsecured credit card when it comes to credit. Really good question. Oh, that's a great question. So um, uh, we'll start with the unsecured. Unsecured is exactly what it says. That's the card we were talking about where you don't have to put any money on it. Um, you would, if you have a 640 or better, um, a lot of institutions, you can apply for the card and they will tell you your balance. So if I apply for a card, I have a good credit score. They will give me $500 of unsecured uh, money. Um, that's strictly from that institution. A secure card is 
similar. It works just like a credit card, like the unsecured card, but I'm securing it by putting a deposit on it. So that's where the secure part comes from. So that $500, I would put the initial $500 on that card and I still can use it just like a credit card. And they're a great way to build credit too. So if you, if you can't, some, um, how it works is uh, secure credit cards are good for building credit. So um, if you can't actually, if, um, if your credit score is not in a good position to get the unsecured, um, just get the secured and treat it just like that um, normal uh, credit card. Um, but make sure you watch out for the interest rates and also monthly fees on credit cards. Um, if you can find a credit card without a monthly fee, um, please do go for it. Yeah, please do it. Um, because a lot of, don't, I try to like, I don't want to get into it, but yeah. Um, that's a <laughs> oh, whole different rabbit hole. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. Be, be careful. And I, I'm, I'm, the thing is, if you run into these issues, uh, DM us, DM key, she will send you to us. And if you have a question or if you like, Hey, I've got offered this credit card. Cause even with um, like Credit Karma, some of the credit cards they send you, like they're getting paid to advertise those things to you. That's not necessarily a good or great credit card. Like they're just getting paid. Um, and you might not get approved for it. A lot of people don't understand. They tell you your approval eyes. They're not saying you're going to get approved for that uh, card. Um, so be careful. If you have any questions, if anything looks fishy, shoot us a DM. Follow us, shoot us a DM. Um, or shoot Key a DM and she'll get you to us. And um, we, we answer questions like that all the time. Right. So pay it down to zero or down under 30. Just depends. Um, I'm more of a under 10% type of person. Um, if you want to stay out of debt, I would say take it to zero for sure. But if you are trying to get comfortable with using your credit card and you're trying to understand how credit works, um, I would say 10% because um, one thing they don't tell you is banks hold the right to close your credit card. Um, so if they see that you have no activity on it, they can literally say you can have a $10,000 credit card. If you haven't used it in six months, they can close your card. I didn't know. Um, so yeah, like, um, in COVID, um, they close a lot of credit cards. You, if you Google, um, banks closing credit cards during COVID, they close a lot of inactive credit cards because they panicked and they thought, um, they didn't, we, no one knew where the economy was going. So right. the banks didn't want to have money loaned out to people who weren't using it. So they closed a lot of credit cards during COVID. Yeah, like, and you know what community was affected the most with that. I mean, and some and some things they shrink. So some people had ten thousand dollar credit lines that they took to like five to four thousand because this person wasn't using up to ten thousand. You know, like people were punished for being good credit card users during COVID. So yeah, um, those are things like yes, yeah. Follow us on Supreme. We drop things like that a lot of times. Like we uh, we, we drop those type of things a lot. So and listen, yeah, yeah. I always preach in my community to pay down their the balance of their credit card if you're in a position to do that. And the reason why is because credit cards have one of the highest interest rates out yes. anywhere between twenty six percent. So what people don't understand is every time you leave a balance on that credit card, you, you get taxed charged for borrowing the money. So. Mm -hmm. If you're in a position where you can pay off the balance in full, please do that. Please, right. because right. if not, you're getting charged. It's not. A yeah, it's, and, and that's what I say, that's what I say. It's a lot of the thing I hate the most about credit is there's no rule book. Like the credit bureaus don't tell us exactly what they're looking for and how they're dinging us. So you might find a method. So if you're trying to build credit, you might find a method of just having your credit card at zero, not to be, not to effectively work in building your credit. Like, cause it, some, some people get penalized for not using a credit card. It's crazy. Like they right. penalize you for not using your credit card at all. So if you're building, 
you want to show some rapport. But if you have a good credit score and you don't have a need for a balance, yeah. Um, so yeah, zero. And then some people get good scores for not using it. Like I said, the credit bureaus are all confusing. Um, they won't even tell us. They even give us percentages. They don't give us exact information. Um, because if they give it to us, people are going to follow and people will be in a lot better shape. So they prey on ignorance in a sense. They put all day. Yeah. Top four. Mm -hmm. This is a really good question. Not credit related, but how do you find a 401k slash retirement plan when your job doesn't offer it? Um, so basically a 401k is just a traditional IRA with a different tax cut for that company. That's why they give you quote unquote free money. Um, you can easily open up a traditional IRA within a regular financial institution, whether it's your bank or a regular financial advisor, or lastly, you can DM Supreme and we can work around some nations of it. But a 401k is a IRA with just some sponsored by that, that employee for a tax benefit. So in that instance, you are just allowed to open up your traditional IRA, which you can do that if you do have a 401k as well, but open up a traditional IRA is the easier fits. Um, regarding the same tax considerations, but it's a deeper area you can go into regarding how your tax work with it, but the traditional 401k is, but the traditional IRA is the easiest approach to take. Mm -hmm. That was a great question. And I will also recommend, if you're a 20-something and you're on this live right now, you need a Roth IRA, hands down. And like um, Devin just said, like you can go to Supreme and they can help you because I do recognize that everybody – Everybody not like me. You don't care about managing your money or looking at these different investments and stuff. So if you want to be hands off and you just want to sing every month or whatever and have somebody manage that for you, definitely um, connect with them. But everybody needs to go ahead and start investing for their future retirement because we need more money than we think we need to actually. Yes. Yeah. That's in that area where people say a million dollars isn't a lot. Um, it is a lot of money, but in the retrospect of what you know, needs for years and years to come, um, it doesn't really add up to supplying you and your spouse or taking care of your responsibilities you want to. So uh, we, I'm from, a firm believer in having a trusted advisor, financial advisor, an accountant, you know, a doctor. You know, even if you can't because you don't have it, go to a barber every now and again, right? You should at least have someone check in periodically to make sure you are doing things properly. So. Right. Mm -hmm. And y'all, let's just get into inflation. Like right now, the, the price of literally everything is up. Yeah. Of oh. everything. And I'm not even trying to be funny, but I went to Bojangles and y'all always get a two piece <laughs> with two eggs, <laughs> a fries, and a sweet tea. Y'all, my meal was $9. And I'm like, what, two piece? Yeah, it's going up. Yeah, it's going up. Everything's going up. Yeah. It was $9. Oh, yeah. Y'all, I was like, what did I get? This used to be $5.11. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Help me wow. understand. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, it's crazy. if that'll tell y'all to start planning now, I don't know. Yeah. It's no. the same way that compound issues works. Things are going to go up. It's not going to get cheaper, you know? So, you got to invest the same, have the same, the same mindset in mind when trying to invest. You don't have to increase that $50 a month for one year. It may need to be 75 You have to increase. You get a raise that job, you need to increase with your investing and saving and putting your phone kids well. All right. Uh, along to the match and go above the match and yeah. And don't them. start with what you can because it's really about the consistency that's going to add up over time. Yeah. Not doing not an option at so all. So what's in your budget though? Yeah. Going back to the budget, but it has to be in your budget. It has to be 
can't. Though. It's crazy how all of this is budget. Like the the core of all of this, like even like with the credit and um, collection thing, it's budgeting. Like it's literally taking care of your money and like knowing what you have coming in, knowing what you have coming out, and what you can afford and what you can take care of. So yeah, that, that's at the core of all of this for sure. Well, y'all, I don't see any more questions. I appreciate y'all so much for hopping on, giving my people some information that I could not give them. So if you're from my community and you're still on the live right now, make sure you follow Supreme on IG. And for all of you listening on the replay that's going to be on the podcast, can y'all tell them how they can connect with y'all and how they can work with y'all? Because I don't want the conversation to just end here. Okay. Uh Personally, uh, I am uh, Des Hey Good at um, on IG um, D E Z. I'm tripping. Uh, D E Z H A Y G O O D. Um, Supreme uh, on IG. We're Supreme FC Group, um, and that's where you can find us. That's where you can find me, Devin. Instagram. I am D C Barnes underscore um, Des. Me and one of our additional partners, our tags are in our Instagram bio. So if, if you can find the Supreme page, we're on there. Um, take a peek at our personal life. We do have our other websites in our bios as well. So do a deep dive. Do your research on us. You know. Yeah. So do your research on us. But I, certified, yes. Yeah. I will say, y'all, I only introduce y'all to good people, people that I work with, people that I bet I'm not bringing y'all no Instagram stars like I mean yeah, there's nothing wrong with being an Instagram star but they do the work for real so I say, yeah. I say if you've been listening to this um, live or even on the replay and you know you're not in a position and you know you need help please reach out to them and they have prices and plans that literally fit everybody so everyone don't let your yeah. parents keep you in a bad financial place even if we can I say one more thing okay yeah. go ahead bro uh, Key, we want to give you your flowers. We were talking about you the other day just on oh, your yeah. consistency and just, uh, like, I remember when you started Responsible Homegirl and just where you come from and where you're That's at good. now and just the information you're providing. Um, me and Devin were just talking because we've been slack on content, um, like, this whole year just because everything's just been kind of crazy. <laughs> we like, Key, be on it, bro. Like, she's so consistent. Yeah. yeah, like, it's – so, like, we want to give you your flowers on that. Um, That's a conversation we had behind your back, but we were just like – she be on it um so now we're proud of you we, we're happy to see you continue to grow um so we just hope you continue to do great things as you as, you, as we know you will thank y'all so much and i really want y'all to see this black excellence for real like i don't know if we started our brands around the same time i think we did but it's yes. all about collaboration how can you help other people because we're working towards one common goal and that's yeah. really to help more people get in a better financial place. I don't mm -hmm. budgeting, credit, financial planning, insurance, investing. It does not matter. So if you're listening right now and you may be a business owner, you may just, you know, work a nine to five, it does not matter. Who can you lift up as you climb? Who can you yes. collaborate with and, you know, make this world a better place for real? For sure. So thank y'all so much for joining me. Thank y'all for listening for this past hour-ish. Um, and of course, you can find this on the Responsible Homegirl podcast. I think it's going to be episode 37, if I'm not mistaken. And always remember, with exposure, execution, and consistency, there is absolutely nothing you can't do. I'll see y'all next time.